this is about Jedi. If you have listened to anything I've made, be it this podcast, Veloci Podcast, Ninja News Japan, I have fallen into talking about fighting. Because that's I've, I've done judo my whole life. I think about fighting. I watch people fight. I uh, watch movies where people fight. And of course, I think about what would I do in that situation. And so I think about what would I do with my abilities that I have now, like real ability. So I, I basically have judo. I don't punch well. I probably hurt my hand. I can't kick, certainly can't kick high. So what would I do if I was in the situation? So I got really excited about John Wick. John Wick, like half the things he does, probably more than half is judo. So throwing people over stuff, slamming them into the ground, and then he shoots them. Now, if I learned how to shoot a gun, I could basically do most of what John Wick does. If I was going to be in a movie, and if people said, like, what movie could you do? I could be in a John Wick-style movie. Movie nobody is coming out really soon. I could do that. I could be that. I could be the older dad who knows how to kick ass judo-wise, and then the gunplay wouldn't be real, but I could learn most of that. Sorry to have to say this. I don't think learning how to shoot for a movie is very difficult. In real life, different a thing. But in a movie, you don't have to hit your target. You just have to look cool while you basically reload. Shooting the gun isn't the hard part. It's the cool, like hot swapping a, a magazine or something is going to be the, the more exciting part. But what I do when I watch a movie is could I do it? What would I do in the same situation? Those are the kind of questions that I ask myself. I am also of that age where Star Wars is the thing that informed my morality. So I was seven or eight years old when the original Star Wars movie came out. Now, of course, I've had my issues with the further, the prequels and the, the ones that have come after uh, because they're just not as good films. But then if you go back to the originals, they're not actually great films. You have to be a kid to really enjoy them. And then you have to put yourself in the mindset of you've never actually seen something like this before. Therefore, the Jedi fighting and the Force, or the usage of the Force, is a significant issue and something I think about a lot. One of the things I was most disappointed by was in the prequels when Yoda fought. Because he didn't do what I expected him to do. Uh, and that's because Yoda is an incredibly powerful Force user, supposedly. Uh, he's also very old, so he doesn't move very well. Now, I'd waited 20, maybe even 30 years to watch Yoda fight. But then when he did, suddenly he's like jumping, flippy around, fighting and spinning and stuff. And I was like, That's, that doesn't fit into the idea of Yoda being an old man. Because I'm an old man, uh, judo-wise. People usually quit judo in their late 20s, early 30s. Competition-wise, they absolutely do. I didn't quit competition until I was 40, and I still am tempted to go back. But I can't fight full-on physically aggressive like I did when I was young. I have to be cautious about certain things. And then, again, knowing what I can and cannot do is a significant aspect to your success as your body changes. I also have to think about, should I do something and injure myself uh, that maybe will take forever to heal? So I'm more cautious and I try to use smarter things than maybe I used to. I certainly don't jump into fights full force. Let's put it that way. Oh, full force. When I watch Yoda fighting, here's my image. Let's just skip all the like what he, he did and how I didn't like it because that's pretty much all you need to say. My image of how Yoda should have fought 
was actually very simple. So they have the scene where Yoda pulls out his tiny lightsaber and he goes, and that was cool. But then he started doing all the flippy, flippy stuff. My feeling was that Yoda being the most, let's say, advanced force user and saber duelists, that what he should have done was stood completely still and just put up one hand. Remember when he like lifted up the uh, uh, X-Wing from the water? He should just put up his hand and then the lightsaber should have floated out in front of him and then extended while he was just standing there with his hand out. So, and then this lightsaber comes out, it goes, boosh, and he's not touching it. And then it was Count Dooku, I believe, who he fights. See, this is how little impact that had on me. I don't remember who he was fighting. Count Dooku starts taking shots at him with the lightsaber, and he's using the force to hold the lightsaber, and it swings around in front of him. He never actually touches it. So the goal would be for his opponent to get past the lightsaber to actually get to him to make a strike. And if he does that successfully, he wins. I mean, this is basically uh, sword fighting. So one solid strike and you kill your opponent. But he never actually holds the lightsaber. And that would demonstrate the power of his ability to use the force. And he still knows how to sword fight because it's still like swinging around in front of him. When Yoda gets the advantage, his opponent would actually get further away from Yoda, the physical being because the lightsabers are, it's going at him. And when he's sort of losing, that would actually mean his opponent is getting closer to him physically. And it would actually demonstrate more of a threat. That would actually be a really interesting, interesting way to do the fight. So if I was directing, that's how I would have had Yoda fight. He, he actually would have stood basically completely still, and the guy would have been fighting a ghost lightsaber in front of him, which would have looked really cool, and it would have demonstrated his ability and power with the Force. Which gets us thinking too, Jedi and how they use the force in fights. And as someone with a certain degree of fight knowledge, I am constantly disappointed by the inability of the Jedi to use the force well. So there's a question I asked first, why don't the Jedi just flick the switch and turn off their opponent's lightsaber? I came up with some solutions to that. Like since they make their own lightsabers, how you turn it on could be different. It's not necessarily a switch. Why don't they just snap the handle, the lightsaber itself, in half mid-fight, thus diminishing the ability of the other person to use their lightsaber? Because it's gone now. They just have a broken handle in their hand. Why don't people use force chokes in fights more often? And my main question, again, being from a judo background, was why don't they use force push more subtly? Really, my question is when you're standing off against another person, why don't you just snap their Achilles heel? Just like have them collapse in front of you in pain. So the force as a power has changed from when I was a kid, which makes sense. I don't actually like uh, want to diminish what they've done in the movies and stuff. It's a magic power that they have changed and evolved and retrofitted which I could think is completely understandable. Uh, they were making a couple movies with magic space powers. Uh, it's difficult to sort of hold that together cohesively in a story. So it makes sense that they've had to change things. But I recently learned about force bubbles, which really bothered me. Now, the force bubble is the reason you don't or don't have the ability to just turn off your opponent's lightsaber. It's apparently the first power you learn 
as a Jedi is to create a little bubble around yourself that blocks the force. So they have to actually hit swords and stuff, which sort of makes sense. Because to me, the first thing you would do is, again, snap an, an Achilles or pull off a calf muscle if your uh, opponent is structured that way. So uh, was General Grievous was mostly robot. But of course, use the force to snap some bits inside him and he would just collapse because he's torn up that way or he's made that way. Uh, then the battle would actually be using the force to hold it together. This sends up suddenly just a question. If General Grievous is not a Force user, he just killed a bunch of Jedi and uh, used their lightsabers. Why don't you just use the Force to snap off a leg? Just pull a leg off. Because you've seen Darth Vader pull uh, bits off buildings and throw it at their opponents. If you're fighting General Grievous, just pull off his leg or pull off some of his arms. Now that was the fact that he has forearms is been neutralized. That doesn't become an issue anymore. So... Yes, you could have made it more difficult. His attacks could have been so like such a flurry and such a, a, you know, massive assault that you don't have time to concentrate and pull off an arm. I would have accepted that. But when there was any sort of distance between them, he could just like been popping off bits. I mean, really just pop off his head. It seemed like his brain was in his head, pop off his head and he's done because he wasn't a droid. It was like human bits inside a robot. As a non-force user, he should have been very easy to beat. That was one of the problems I had with General Grievous. Now, two Force users, apparently this Force bubble is the first thing you do. That throws a lot of stuff into question, though, because this is an ability that you have to concentrate to keep going. So if it's an ability you have to keep going, then you run into a secondary issue of if you break their concentration, it should break the Force bubble. That puts us back to point A, where now if the force bubble is broken, I can snap their lightsaber. I could do some damage to them physically. They've never shown what this, or, or they've never shown the level of subtlety that the force can achieve. Because force push seems like just a blast of power that knocks people back. So if that's the case, someone sooner or later should have worked on a more subtle version where I use not a force power like a push, where I use like a force slash, where I take the power and bring it down into like, even if it's just a gust of wind, if it's focused and I hit him in the knee, he would hit the ground. That, to me, is one of the things that the force, uh, we need to understand better. I guess what I'm saying is, if you have the force and you, you focus it more, you'd be able to take out bits of a person instead of just doing a big push. And that would do a lot more damage and it would be a lot more effective. But that means really Jedi, it doesn't make sense for them to attack anyone head on. They do a lot of this stuff in the movies where they jump down into the middle of a group of people or uh, they, they meet another, a Sith or whatever, their, their opponent, and they just pull out their swords and start fighting. If you look at their abilities, that head-on, one-on-one attack doesn't make any sense. The Jedi should be more like ninjas and use more sneak attacks. You could throw in some morality that that's not the honorable way to attack someone or fight someone, but that seems stupid because I've seen Jedi do dark stuff in the past. Um, one of the things the Jedi have done in one of the cartoons, I didn't watch all the cartoons, but one of the things I saw, and it was really whoever made that, and if it's canon, it's really scary. It was three Jedi using enhanced interrogation on a person to get information. 
So what you're actually seeing is three Jedi like digging into this guy's head and messing up his like brain to get the information they want. What they did in there, they didn't show. They actually, again, this was one of those ones where they closed the doors, demonstrating that whatever's happening in that room is more scary and more questionable than should be Jedi morals. The Jedi morals are always thrown into question. If we know about the Force bubble, which I, again, really only learned about while I was researching for this article, so I didn't say anything that nerds would get really angry about, it means that a one-on-one -on -one frontal attack is not the best idea if you want to win. And you should make sneak attacks. So the sneak attack, we know about uh, force choking. Darth Vader was famous for it. You could sneak up on a Sith and close his windpipe, which is a force choke. Now, they do show that, you know, Sith and Jedi have a feeling of when the other ones are around, that would be the thing to take care of first. I would want to make it so that I am now a stealth Jedi or a ninja Jedi and that when I, I can maybe mask my ability to be seen. In the uh, eighth movie, when Rey is training with Luke Skywalker, she goes to feel him and she finds out he's closed himself off from the Force. Well, if you can do that, could you do that for a little while so that you could do a sneak attack? That would be a good question. What I have decided to call, if you snap off someone's Achilles tendon or you just pull off their calf, I've called that meat pull, which is a horrendous thing to have to say because uh, it's just immediately makes you go, because it's so gross. The only reason I thought of this specifically is in a, in a judo competition, my calf muscle, it's actually, no, no, the back of my thigh got torn and basically came off and I just collapsed in a heap. My opponent won. If you could do that with the force, if you just go and do meat pull, your opponent would just collapse in front of you in a heap. Uh, then they would be immobilized. And so that is how you would win. Uh, if you could do that and you are intent on killing your opponent, you could sneak up on them and do a, just stop their heart, like just crush it. Then I started thinking about a different video game uh, than the actual, so this is sort of, the video game took me into the moment, uh, things that I personally wouldn't have thought of is Hitman-style accidents. So in Hitman, you have people walking around, chandeliers fall on them, or uh, accidents happen, and that's how you kill your opponent. It seems like that would be a way more effective way for a Jedi to kill their opponent, a Sith or something, is to, instead of actually attacking them head-on, is have an accident happen in their area, which they are not ready for, and it kills them. And then even... If you just use it to distract your opponent, that would be the opening for uh, the first attack, which would give you a much higher chance to actually win the fight. Because if the force bubble is a thing, it's a thing that requires concentration. If it requires concentration, you essentially have to turn it on. Or maybe it's on all the time, but I don't know. I don't know how much concentration it takes. But if something takes concentration, it means you can distract them and then use that advantage to beat them. In judo, you're not allowed to like grab someone's face. You're not allowed to punch them. That's the rules. What you are allowed to do is have the jack. This is my, I've done this in tournaments, so I know it's okay because the referee never called me on it. But you are allowed to grab their jacket and if it's really loose, you can shove the jacket up in their face so they can't see for a second. If you held it there, a, you'd probably get in trouble if you held it there too long. But B, it's up to your opponent to get it off their face. 
So they should take a step back or they should move around. But that's the whole point. If you stick something in their face, they either have to move in a way to get it out of their face, which gives you an opening. And so I was thinking you could do that with the force, distract your opponent, therefore, you know, influencing their ability to keep the force bubble up uh, and then use the force to break their lightsaber or flick the switch and turn it off. Now I'm, my lightsaber is open. Theirs is closed. That was my lightsaber sound. Now you have won the fight. These fights that I'm talking about being more realistic and trying to find every advantage you can to win would be not the most exciting fights to watch uh, in a movie. Uh, it would be a great way to show someone's intelligence or fight intelligence and their abilities. It might not make the best movie. It would be a good way to show the intelligence of your Jedi as, I guess this is all... Because this is all trick-based, it feels more like Sith stuff. So maybe that is one of the problems that I'm running into, is I haven't looked into sort of the morality. Is there a thing that says the Jedi can't do tricky stuff? But of course they should be able to, because a lot of this is about winning. And even within your rules, if you interpret the rules, winning is okay. <laughs> that took me to another point is if we're allowed to influence people's thoughts and stuff, you could, and this is again probably really wrong, uh, do some Jedi Pavlovian training. So since you can get into other people's heads, you could use Jedi mind tricks to get a physical response. Uh, if you did it over and over again, you could get a physical response every time. Now we're messing with people's minds and I think having a great time. And so how, and this gets us now off the topic of fighting, which maybe is good for most of the people who listen. There was a, a question on Reddit, and it was, if you could point finger guns at someone uh, and cause them to have an orgasm, how would you use this power? So the question is, what else could you do with force powers? So we know you can get into people's heads. The enhanced interrog interrogation uh, can do that. Using Pavlov's, the Pavlov's theories, you could train people better. You could use this as an advantage in Jedi training, but you could also use this to uh, mess with other people. So if you think about the finger gun question, I immediately, again, probably because of my age, immediately translated into a force power. I could use my force power to finger gun someone and they have an orgasm and that's great. But then I was thinking of a more subtle way of doing it. The exact same thing. Because using Pavlov's theories and Jedi powers, every time she sees me, I could give her a good feeling. I'm using her as an example because of just using it from my point of view. <laughs> that was unnecessary to say. What I have in my notes is every time she sees me, I tickle her a little bit so she feels good. Uh, and I assume when I wrote that I meant in the genital area. The second sentence I've written is a gentle cock stroke from across the room. <laughs> so if your target or your preferred gender of attraction is a male, a gentle cock stroke every time they look at you, a subtle uh, Because a full-on orgasm is a bit much. You want to create a pleasant feeling in the other person every time they see you, creating a Pavlov reaction. They want to see you more because they get that you know, gentle sensation. You could use the force to just create a positive feeling though, if you want to be more serious about it. <laughs> I've written a lot of dumb stuff in my notes. 
you could implant the thought. So just a romantic thought uh, because they are capable of implanting thoughts. Now they say it only works on weak-minded people, but because you're using Pavlov's theory, you just need to create a positive sensation in their mind, not actually make them do anything or influence them in the same way. So you could just implant the thought, I want you in my Sarlacc pit for a thousand years, where I do my, my Jedi gesture as I say that. So if you're able to do that, you're able to influence people to find you attractive, positive feelings. That actually gives you an advantage, not necessarily in a sexual way. You could actually do that so you have influence politically. If people like you, they're more likely to do what you want. We don't know the Jedi weren't doing this the whole time when they were involved in politics. Now, they say, we're not politicians, we're not soldiers, we're not a police force, all that other kind of stuff. But we have seen them dabble in those fields. The Jedi supposedly aren't supposed to have relationships. This might be why they started that, because they started having relationships uh, that were shady, because they might be using the Force to assist them in their relationships. The other note I have is if you can use finger guns. Every time you have shoot finger guns at someone and they have an orgasm, uh, how would you use this power? I've written, I would spend a lot of time in the mirror. <laughs> but that's irrelevant uh, because we're getting off topic. But if you want to use it in a selfish way, you could use these powers on your boss. And then when you want to raise or when you want a different position or you want something to happen at work, again, they're more positively inclined to you and more likely to give you what you want. And then I have back to fighting. Okay. If I have this ability, the finger gun ability to make you have an orgasm, or I've used these abilities to make you feel good. One of the things they didn't think about is uh, someone wants to fight you and then I use my finger gun ability and they have an orgasm, they probably don't want to fight me anymore. So you could use this in an altruistic way to avoid fights, which is a very nice way to thinking about it. And it's actually something I think someone who fights would think about first is how do I get out of getting out of this whole physical confrontation in the first place? Because it's people who know how to fight, know how dangerous fights are, and they're the ones who usually will back down or get out of a fight in some other way first, which is an interesting way of thinking about it. So if I can influence my opponent in a way so that they don't want to fight me anymore, even if it's with giving them a positive feeling, that means I don't have to fight them. That means I don't risk injury. And if we're talking about Jedi and lightsabers and stuff, risking death on a regular basis. That is not a good movie scene where the guy goes to attack you and then you're like, mm, Jedi power. And they're like, <laughs> they have a little shiver of an orgasm. But then they're like, whew, you know, maybe, maybe fighting is not necessary. Maybe I just take a nap and we're done. That's the positive feeling. You're giving them an orgasm. You could also do it a negative way. If, you, if I can affect their body in this way, so someone is really angry and wants to attack me, I could affect their bowels or their stomach. And I can tell you right now, someone with a bad stomach, someone who has a problem, who wants to poop, they really don't want to fight. So if I could do that, I could also negate fighting in the first place in a really interesting way as well. There's lots of very vague feelings in the force. So what you could do is if you have, this would be essentially, there's Two ways of thinking about the Force. You could train yourself physically. I've always wanted to see what the physical limits of the Force are. And that would mean we actually have to go through 
one of the movies I would like made is sort of just force or Jedi training, but maybe that would take away some of the mystique because it's actually putting on sort of definitive elements to the force. Like you can do this, you can't do this. Um, that maybe would sort of ruin it for the movies. But again, the movies, the last bunch haven't handled the force very well, in my opinion, anyways. The cartoons have done more creative things with the force. I'm not saying go watch them because some are good, some are not so good. The Clone Wars one was pretty good over, overall. But maybe it's actually better that the force is vague. And it's also because it means different Jedi or different force users have different abilities, like affinity. Like maybe I have physical ability so physical usage of the force is like force push and stuff is more attuned to me as a person and then maybe someone else is more intellectual and they have more sort of uh, ability to affect the mind that actually is a really cool aspect of the force to me and again if maybe they explore it too explicitly uh, it's not as cool anymore done the joke one finger guns orgasm but then if you can actually affect someone's body if that's a power in the force that would be really interesting because then you could mentally create paranoia that would give you maybe to me the most scary most powerful jedi because you want to fight them so i'm very angry i'm a sith i go to attack a jedi but then suddenly i have this overwhelming paranoia that this is a bad idea and that would be a great way again to end a fight or someone who's feeling that way is not going to fight as well so that's something to consider the last bit in my notes is actually says jedi aren't necessarily good because all the Sith that I have seen have come from the Jedi. And all the Jedi I've seen are prepared to do some pretty dark shit. Maybe, I haven't read all the books, but it seems to me that everything I've talked about is not outside the realm of possibility. And that sort of becomes interesting because how close to a Sith would a Jedi be? Because it's really just uh, these weird moral things. And they talk about the dark side of the Force just actually gets you more power faster, but it seems like the light side, it takes more time, but you get more powerful overall. That's why the Jedi always end up winning. When we get down to the nitty gritty of the Jedi and the usage of their abilities, I am fairly constantly disappointed because even after I learned about force bubbles, if force bubbles are a form of concentration, then the goal should be for at least some Jedi with some fight knowledge to disrupt that concentration and turn the force bubble off. Once the force bubble is gone, I could flick the switch on their lightsaber. I could smash their lightsaber. I could pull off their Achilles tendon and have them collapse in front of me in pain. I could do a, just close their windpipe. I could just grab their heart and stop it. This all sounds like pretty dark Sith stuff though. So maybe there is a morality I don't know about when it comes to the Jedi. The Jedi have to fight a certain way, which makes me think, I wouldn't be a very good Jedi because I've done enough fighting in my life to know that you take advantage, but within the rule set, you can still try to push the boundaries. My affinity then starts to lean. If I'm willing to push the boundaries, maybe I'm willing to do all that other stuff that turns people into Sith. Uh, maybe I've just created the best Sith instead of a really good Jedi. I should have written a conclusion for this. I don't have a good one. I can't think of one right now. Uh, there's a reason to listen to see if I actually come up with a conclusion and stick that in. Yeah, I got to start writing endings if I'm going to do C. McBee properly. It seems like a Jedi with really good fight knowledge is probably going to end up being a better Sith fighter. 
I guess that's why the Sith end up being so powerful so quickly is because they're willing to do this stuff that maybe the Jedi aren't willing to do. But I would like to see the Jedi use their powers more effectively. And with honestly, it seems like more subtlety. 